What do you think your body was like seven years ago? Virile. Is that a word? Yeah, virile. You're saying it kind of a weird way. I feel like that's how you pronounce it, but I heard someone say virile. Or that's not it. Or, or something else. What how do you, you say? How do you say? I, now it? Viral? Said, no, no, not viral. Virile. <laughs> You're saying it so many weird ways. I can't think about actually saying it now. <laughs> Could you spell it? It's V I R I L E. That's why I say virile. I actually, I, I don't know if I've seen closer. it written. What do you think? I don't know if I've seen it written down. Actually. It's your libido, bud. It's your mean. It means well, you got. It's gotta, not just your libido. Yeah, but it means you're like you're what, young. What do you like, think? You're youthful. You you're full of piss and vinegar. You know, physically. I need yeah. Chris to say it. Go look it up now. Viral. How do you not, say? It? It's not viral. I like viral. 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 That's that's closer. That still doesn't seem I think right that's now. What I why said. not viral? That's how I say it. It's just viral. 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 Hello, welcome to my virile estate. It is very potent with. Common pleasure. <laughs> You're listening to the Super Week Super Weekly Supercast. I'm your host, Evan. And I'm your host, Doc Chris Beg Vivo Bag. And I am your host, Mikey Paul Jonathan Davis Tashkin. Today we've got a very, very, very special <laughs> guest. You can't live up to that. With our good <laughs> pal. Hello, this is Nicholas John Holdorf, and I'm. <laughs> Your guest today. Thank you for having me. And you may know Nick Holdor from his band Cheer Up and also band with Evan. No thank you. And their classic band airports they had together. Nick's also in our friend Max Stern's live band. He's in a band called In the Pines, a band called Eye for an Eye, as all fails. And then a secret super group called the Carlor, Nick and the Trash Barrel Babies. And the funky junk. Don't and the forget. funky junk. <laughs> Don't forget Some about real uh, deep cuts there. American Landscapes oh, wow. and Starfish Headquarters. The Shout man's a prolific drummer. He's, he's supported many a Philly area rock band. It's many. true. <laughs> as, he's, as he's lighting up a joint in front of us right Dangus now. This is how I support. As they say. Yeah, I've been around. So there's definitely some deep cuts. Nick also... Previously right. dropped the joint in a glass of water. Yes, yeah, so. so he's drying it off right now. <laughs> it's all right. I microwaved it. <laughs> a trick that Snoop Dogg does. Oh, apparently. is that real? It's a Snoop Dogg trick. Apparently, Wilson oh, taught me this. And then Carloy just affirmed it. He was like, yeah, Snoop Dogg does that. And I was like, wow. okay. I didn't realize we had so many D-O-double-G aficionados in the yeah, house. Yeah, connoisseur. Yeah. But yeah, we go way back with Nick, longer than many of our guests, actually. We've probably known each other for what? Like, you and I, 12 years. Two. You and Evan. Tree years? Yeah. Like, I've known Nick since he was a 15-year-old boy with an industrial piercing. Yeah. And a chip on my shoulder. Wait. And purple hair. <laughs> that was a lot of information all <laughs> Actually, once. I don't know it was industrial, clothing. but he definitely had his cartilage of his ear pierced. Yeah, it was just something I got from Claire's. You know, I, don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was necessarily industrial. What yeah, is just, an industrial piercing? I don't know. It's like the bar that goes across the top of your cartilage. Sounds intense. Oh, an ear snake bite bridged by a single bar. Forever under 18. It's like a Nin fan's dream. Yeah, I had a piercing from ear to ear. <laughs> Lobe to lobe. Oh, oh. <laughs> the cranial Prince Albert piercing. Oh, nice antenna there, bud. Yeah, I got great reception. One of the first it. times I met Nick, we were, did we go to Warp Tour? I never went to Warp Tour with you. I did. I met you at Warp Tour. Mikey Baylor introduced me to you. I don't know if I recall the same. Because I think I met. Maybe it was skating surf? You know what it was? Is I met Mike Boyce first mm-hmm. at like one of Roman Kardashian's parties. Guys, uh, her name's allowed proper yeah. nouns. Yeah, and I, I met Mike Boyce, and we that was like one of the first times I jammed with my brother and his friends. And I think you were like just starting to hang out with Mike at that time. Mm-hmm. And 
and he's like, yo, you gotta come over and hang out. And I think it was like through that. And like, I just saw you in the hall and you're like, yo, you jam music, right? We play instruments or you play the drums. You should come over to Boises sometime. I feel like I just like went into a van with you and Peter, your Odyssey. <laughs> Never had an Odyssey. The, the great Odyssey. Is that not a van? That, what car did you have that was, that was a van? It was a the Chevy first Venture. one uh, was the Venture. I would always that? say we're going on a Venture. That, van that was, was purple. Van Look, was if you guys purple. get into arguing about what color a particular van was again, Listen, I got to I'm going to die on this hill down. because. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't understand what the hell is going on right now, on the Greg Mendez episode I'm a few colors. episodes ago, former mayor of airports with these two, they argued for a long time via text about what the color of their past touring van was. And everyone out there was absolutely riveted. Nick also called in. Yeah, it's good stuff. True. We found a friend. I didn't Nick call said in. it was you fucking teal. I still it's stand by teal. that. I'll die on the, any of these hills. I'm willing, I'm willing to go to the <laughs> to the dregs with this. I don't, that's it was not, not a teal, Nick. Did you get a picture of it yet? Can you say say that's not uh, from the pictures certainty? that I could see parts of it? It still looks gold beige. Okay, beige. Uh, that's a new gold one. Gold beige. <laughs> <laughs> the Chevy Venture that I had was charcoal colored. Are you sure about this? It was like a metallic black. Am I colorblind? You could be. I don't think I am, but every time a lot I of people try remember to remember it being purple, and I most surely assure you, it was not purple because purple is in fact my favorite color. It is your favorite color. You had a lot of purple T-shirts. Still do. What was that one band that you love with the tap dancing? Tilly in the wall. Tilly in the wall. You had about twenty of those T-shirts. Had nine. Nine. Still a lot. That is. Were they all purple? No. I think I had one purple one. <sighs> but anyway, you saying I met you at Warp Tour? I don't know. I remember meeting you at the gates of Warp Tour one time with like Mikey and Bobby Mack. That sounds right. They were like, oh, this is Nick Holdorf. And you were like, uh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably like throwing my hair to one side. You did have a swoopy. I think Pete Martin was there too. Oh, did you have the classic hairstyle that they called it in the 80s, the Nick Squeeb? The Seagull? The, the Flock of Seagulls? Oh, flock of Seagulls? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a variant of... <laughs> flock of Steven Seagulls? <laughs> squid. What is that, Mick Squid? Mick Squeeb, yeah, it was a classic 80s skater haircut where you had the kind of like pointed swoop that went over one eye. And I think uh, it was often accompanied by a mullet in the back too. Mick Squid. I didn't have the mullet and I'm not aware of this hairstyle. I did have the Rachel for a good many years. Wow, trendy. Yeah. I like that. I think it's coming back, too. I'm all about the Rachel. Oh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> assuredly, with these Friends reruns, the craze is going to grip America It's got to come again. back soon, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, with all the Friends resurgence, it's a big Rachel time. As long as people don't start doing the Ross. <laughs> I'm going for the uh, Garrett. What's the... Uh, Gunther. I'm going for the Gunther, oh, the I Gunther, guess. Yes, yeah, yes. I got the Gunther. Yeah, the shaved head, bleach blonde. Yeah. yeah shaved head, bleach blonde. That's Last time ongoing. I saw Tank, that's what he was rocking. Yeah. Yeah. Do it look good? Yeah, it looks good on everyone. You ever seen a guy called Eminem? Yeah. You ever heard of Sinead O'Connor? I see him all the time. Is she a bleach blonde hair? I thought she just <laughs> uh, shaved, head. shaved it off. Yeah. Sinead O'Connor? Yeah. And she was, uh, she did something cool on SNL. She ripped a photo of the Pope in half. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. That yeah. was shocking. I'll rip a photo of the Pope in half, and then I'll do it again. To you, I didn't know what to do. Evan is threatening to rip a photo of the Pope into fourths. Slow down, One Evan. One <laughs> Yeah, Sinead. Take that. My man's working fractions here. Taking Sinead O'Connor to task. Well, let's get into it, Nick. You are a drummer. Some might say. You also I'd are like a guitar player. Wes would say. <laughs> you also have a voice, the color of gold. Well, he might think it's teal. <laughs> Yeah, I prefer it. <laughs> There's a, ba- a Baj. There's a Baj voice. 
Beige. Is that, is that beige? It's beige. A beige. Yeah, it's definitely more of a beige. Like than. he's like some weird, bizarro Chicago cop. Leather hide voice. Hand over your gun in beige. <laughs> You're going to make a left down there at uh, the beige? You're going to hang a left there. Anyway, that was my Mississippi. What do you think of beige? Uh, Minnesota. That's like beige watch, right? So. I, no, it's your significant other's badge. The beige. It's down by the beige. <laughs> down by the beige. Down by the beige. Beige watch. I think it's a color, Evan. But you're a multifaceted musician. I do those things for fun. Yep. Not because anyone tells me to. Just do it. But it's, uh, yeah, it was, I, I like to play music, as do you all. That's why we're here together. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful what music can wow, do for you. Wow, is it you. possible you- to segue into the song this early? <laughs> let's, let's slow the roll a little bit. We got to do a little, little bit more prep work here. How'd the song turn out? It was good. Maybe we should. I should stop talking about it. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to keep segueing <laughs> into it. So anyway, how about that song? But all of your collective skills are very much in the genre of what I would call noodle rock, where you have like a lot of like Midwest emo with a lot of guitar tappy stuff. You have like a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for here? Sort of like a improvisational and complex drumming style. You're trying to say I'm a jazz artist. You're a jazz artist. A noodle baby. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you're probably a bit of a jasmine. I like to yes end. A real princess. A real Mm -hmm. princess jasmine. But yeah, like some of your influences are like, you know, of course the classic ones. You want to list some of those off so people have context for your music? OAR. OAR. Crazy Game (laughs) of Poker. BTO. What's the one with two coins? That band with two oh, coins. And the general. Oh, jeez. Dispatch. Yeah, I love Dispatch. Oh, obviously. I thought you were saying Sixpence, none the richer. <laughs> I'm a big Sixpence fan. Yeah. Always richer. Honestly, when I'm listening though, to you, you did listen Alanis. to Dispatch. Yes, actually, I, je- I jest, but I did have my CD with Dispatch in, in 311. In we jammed. I had my jock rock phase. Oh, like jock jams? Jock jams. I'm going to go on a limb jams. and say Nick's biggest inspo for drumming is probably the Appleseed cast. That's pretty good. I did have a moment when I first heard the Appleseed cast, so it just kind of opened the world of drums for me. Just hearing that bell, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, you do love a ride bell for sure. I'm a sucker for a good bell hit. Do you ever talk to our past guest, Greg LeBold, about your love of ride bells? I don't know if I ever got into it with Greg. I feel like you guys have a lot to talk about. Yeah, we should go visit the Liberty Bell sometime. Let's make a trip about it. <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, he definitely opened up for you. The Cobra was the name of the drummer for the Apple Sea Cast. So he had a really cool name too. But um yeah, the way he he followed the guitar parts with his drumming and very musical drum parts that just very made me flowy. think kinda differently about what you can do with it. Mm-hmm. I'll see that in the American football too. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a big one. It's made me think about cool. Well, what got you into playing stuff. drums initially? Because yeah, I, I consider you a drummer first, even though you're also an incredible guitar player. Mm, I want to say incredible, but thank you. I can't play what you play, man. I can't play any of the shit you play, but That's we're not. Fair. We'll stay in our lanes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what got me into playing drums was my brother. Absolutely. He would always be jamming in the basement. I just heard it and no one was really playing drums. It was kind of the same as like the Kinsella's. Anyway, but I just heard, I'm like, no one's playing drums that much. I should probably do something with my time. I guess I could try playing drums. And it just gave me like a focus and a goal to kind of just get to a point where I can harness it and use it to hang out with my bro. That became kind of the vibe for my high school career was just hanging out in that basement. It's what Evan and I did for yeah years, years. Pete eventually following you know, that. Other people would come around. Tons and tons and tons of people. Yeah, all jamming in your basement. Few all on this podcast of the time. That's when I met you, actually. Yeah, probably all of us. I, I think you were there too. Yeah, your house. Your we parents' were all house. There. I was like, wow, this is. 
a sick house. Mm-hmm. It was a lovely home. It was like an acre, so we had a really big backyard, and it was just very blessed and privileged to have that place. There was a hot tub. There was a hot tub. There was a there freaking was, like wooden train that the, was kind of wooden train. Didn't you have? Like, <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. You had like a wooden train that from we could go like sit in in the backyard. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, there was there like a like rocking, seats. gliding chair, like bent, like two benches and a table in between, and it was like and it glided. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then he said. Is and that it, like had a gazebo like like roof on it, so maybe like from afar like you could like <laughs> you could picture a train car if you wanted. Felt like a train car to me, like a really like loose and bizarre dining car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like oh yeah, it was great. I loved it. We would sometimes go just go out on the tracks, partake in some marijuana inside there. Pertaki. There was also a Seven Eleven one block Pertaki. from Nick's house. So oh, I walked to that very Seven yeah. Eleven at a, at a party at your house when I was. The young age of 19. It was just great. It was very, it was set up perfectly, wasn't it? I it do was miss really, that place. Uh, idyllic, yeah. It was idyllic. It was picturesque. Just, it was perfect hangout serene spot. serene location, yeah. The basement was prime for jamming. Prime Laid for jamming. out for <laughs> just getting those jams yeah, in. There's a large drum kit, yeah? There was a larger drum it, kit. It, it was lots of cymbals and stuff. And I was able, yes, yeah, so I was, you know, I started learning drums down there. So I feel like every drummer... Maybe you can you can confirm or deny this. Goes through a phase where they just try to amass as many like drums and cymbals as they can. Yeah, like the while Neil you're Pert learning, syndrome. you yeah. do you have the Neil Peart syndrome, the Terry Bazio, you know, whatever <laughs> you want to call. It. You just like try to find everything you can to put together like the biggest kit you can. So for that reason, there was just always a collection. It was just piles of drums, old drums, piles of like broken and bent cymbals, and we had a makeshift snare drum out of a small tom. We put. We taped guitar strings too. I still have that one. Sounds pretty good. In a pinch. You got like a 10 inch, 10 inch little Tommy and just cut like two guitar strings and sections and tape it on the bottom. I mean, that makes sense. That's, really... that. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. I buried a symbol in the backyard one time for like a year. Remember that? I, mean, yeah. I don't oh, know yeah. where that is. It got lost somewhere. Why did you do that? It was a Sabian excess. Uh-huh. So I, it was like way too washy. Just couldn't play it. You like tap it a few times. It just become <laughs> massive wash. So down. are you trying to like mute the sound of it by covering yeah. it? Yes. I saw because <laughs> like Zildjian had this line called the vault or something where they like buried a collection of symbols. It was probably all shtick. It was just like a gimmick. But it worked. It did work. It worked. I put. I buried it for like eight months. I put like a bunch of rocks on it. I unearthed it and that thing was dry as a bone afterwards. It, was, <laughs> it really was. I miss it because I, I thought it sounded awesome after, after I did that. It's like the hundred year egg of symbols. You familiar yeah. with that? No. It's like an old Chinese way of preparing an egg where you bury it in the dirt and then you oh. leave it there for like a number of weeks or something. It's not actually a hundred years, but it ferments underground. And then when you crack it, the yolk is usually black. That and sounds, it has like a kind of sulfuric uh, quality that it takes on. Sounds gross. Is it good? Is it supposed I, I, to be good? I haven't had it. I've been sure. a vegan for far too long. I learned about it like via Chopped or something. One of yeah, those I remember seeing uh, an Anthony Bourdain episode, I think, where it was fish. They they did that too. It fermented in like a barrel for twenty years or something, and he just like years. it was like an insane amount of time, and he just like could not consume it. Sounds pungent. He just started like choking and like yeah. <laughs> like dry heaving. Oh, I guess <laughs> he, he had one reservation. Rude, like anybody still is. Yeah, dude. I mean, his lunch have you ever it. just taken a whiff of fish sauce? Yeah, you can't escape it once you use it. That's the problem. But it sticks with you. Just like straight up, just like nose on bottle whiff. I've never gone in deep like that. 
Oh, yeah, I, I got a bottle. So you just open hit? it and you smell it from across. You want to get it close up? Though? You want to see what that's like? Do you want to just put a, a fish sauce bottle in my face right now? Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good audio. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I brought a, a few uh, visual aids. I hope that will be useful. Well, if you look I at your some, screen now, can I set up my PowerPoint presentation? This is what they call mm-hmm. Nick Holdorf, the Dimitri Martin of podcasting. <laughs> he has a giant paper palette with him. Really, this whole thing is pretty much relying on, on my visual aids. So it's going to really make or break this episode, I hope. Yeah, listen, we can check in and look at your phone periodically because Nick's been pointing frantically at the large sheet of paper he's had. This is not working, is it? I got to. <laughs> I should just pack this yeah, up. Vote yes or no now to let Nick know. Bring on the fish sauce, you know. Enough of this. Throw away the rubber chicken and the watermelon I was going <laughs> to hit with a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen a Gallagher act? Only on television. Oh, but wait, hold on. What am I saying? Like I met f- Gallagher. You met Gallagher? <laughs> and I saw him perform in real life. Yeah. That's... I have a story about this. Do you want to? Was it his brother? Because that. No, it was Gallagher. Right. Okay. Because yeah. that's the thing, right? Like his brother started doing He's, his yeah, act. Yeah, he sold his act and his brother does Gallagher too. But I met Gallagher one, the original. <laughs> years and years Gallagher ago. Gallagher one. My first like actual professional gig touring with the band. I was opening with a band who was performing with Me Without You on tour. And near the end of the tour, we had a show in Florida. I think it was. Orlando, I don't remember specifically what city it was, but me without you learned that the talent buyer for the venue was also the current management for Gallagher. So once they found that out, they're like, please get Gallagher to come to the show. And so he was like, yeah, sure. He's not doing anything. He'll come here immediately. He loves rock and roll. Yeah. So he, he showed up in like, you know, classic black and white striped shirt. Otherwise he might not be recognized. And they went in the alleyway with him and they did some (laughs) you know, illicit substances, I'm sure. I, I can't specify, you know, definitively, and I don't want to incriminate anybody, but they convinced him while he was out there to do an impromptu stand-up set for the crowd. And it was in between the direct support and Me Without You. So he was like going to do his bit and then introduce them. He's going to be emceeing a little bit? Or, kinda, oh, he was going to be just doing so. his, like, his routine. But he said the first thing, he's like, I'm not going to smash any fruit, so don't ask. And then it's like, <laughs> all right, fine, Gallagher, do your thing. But he bombed Marie. Miraculously, it was he's un- nothing without the fruit, That's- dude. It was insane. Well, he's also nothing without being two decades away from his prime era <laughs> right. because he did not age with the times. Like, oh, does he not have the funky hair? He has funky hair. No, I mean, he didn't update his material, so it's like deeply problematic. Oh my uh, gosh, yeah, that's what I'm asking. Like, what is his material? All I know is I don't know the specifics of his actual jokes because like nobody was laughing, and I, I was filming it. I have it, I have it recorded somewhere, but. At one point, he realized that his normal material wasn't working, so he tried to start improvising, like, situational material. <laughs> so he's like, me without you. What does that mean? There's not even a me in you. Oh, my God. I think that might be the funniest thing I could ever see, though, to see Gallagher bomb like that. on just. Like, well, it gets better. <laughs> the worst improv. After that joke flops, right. and the crowd's, like, kind of moaning and groaning or whatever, I could see his gears turning for a second, and then he just, like, launches into what was probably, like, an old reliable joke, and he just goes, Lisa Lampanelli's vagina is so big. And then immediately the crowd just started making so much noise because they were just like, what is going on right now? And so I missed the second half of the joke, but he ended the set by just like freezing up for a second, being silent. And then he just went, goodbye. And then he ran off the stage. <laughs> and then Me Without You like slowly trickled on. Gallagher out. And then Me Without You apologized. Wow. So yes, I have seen Gallagher That's before. That's exactly what I would picture. But and it's I- <laughs> Yeah. Well, fuck Gallagher one, dude. I want to see Gallagher sixty nine. That was yeah, bring on down the line. But well, yes, of the the great Gallagher dynasty, they're they're passing the handle down from generation to generation. It's gonna take a while though to get to sixty nine. 
<laughs> oh man, Gallagher. I wonder how much that costs now like, to buy his act because his bro- his brother bought it from him. But like at this point, his act is you know yeah, it's not I like say, accruing interest. I mean, it's it's, it's not like it's an return on their investment. Like they're all losing money as they sell it each time. Yeah, there's not much. <laughs> It's like buying a car. It's a horrible investment. As soon as you take it out the lot. Yeah, once you take the Gallagher off the lot. 80% yeah, you, of your Gallagher yeah. costs there are worth. So I'm, I'm wondering how much can we just get in contact with the Gallagher and see how much he'd sell his act for. Maybe get, see number we're at. maybe get a good deal at this point. We could do something with it. I'll run it up the flagpole. I feel like you could do a good Maybe drop Gallagher. the Lampinelli bit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we can find some other oversized reproductive organ for you to discuss. We can inject something, you know, a little more positive and yeah. with the times, but retain the funky hair and the smashing of the melons. People still remember that. Like, there's miles out of that. I feel oh, that's like. a you permanent get... staple of the American lexicon. Yeah, people Gallagher love it. is indelible. Yeah. Well, Nick, when you start doing this act and take mm-hmm. it nationwide, are you going to go by Gallagher 3 or are you going to come up with a new name? We could jump to Gallagher 69 and just oh, okay. get it over with. Or we could, like, I don't know, Gal Time. Just use Gal. Are you be your Gal be... Pal? Everybody's Gal Pal? Yeah. I'm not In Finnegal. a Gal, though. Vinegar? That's, that's something. Gallantry? I don't know. That's nothing. <laughs> oh, maybe you could be a more respectful version. You'd be the Gallant yeah. Gallagher. Okay. Maybe if it, yeah. Yeah. Gal Infantry, you would really get the wrong. Um, um, it would have to be you and like 20 other people who are all Gallagher and you are the Gal Infantry. <laughs> but at the same time, if you're paying money, if you're buying this act from them, like, I feel like you want to. You said anything about buying you, this act. I would say you were. <laughs> You're in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, we got to part the kimono for the listener. Evan fully walked up and just went to the bathroom. Look, I had to take a fucking piss. The he body, missed the last 10 minutes. The body of the- does things. You got to heat Just the ignore call. that. Continue on. Yeah, I'm just I'm saying, like, we could just buy this wholesale right now. This thing, he's not doing anything with it. He's fucking bombing with Lampanelli bits. I'm saying... <laughs> We just come in with like a hundred dollar ask. I feel like we can get some good deal out of it. And you know, if you're use if you're buying it though, you kinda wanna use the name. But uh enough Gallagher talk. Actually I can go Lamp on and Noe. <laughs> Sorry. Oh well Nick, did you prepare that any notes for today? Yes, but they're all pictures <laughs> and more shack tests. <laughs> Again, this is not gonna translate along with my Gallagher bits. So no. Did you, do you all have notes? Is this a note? I didn't realize we were supposed to bring you notes. You're supposed to do anything. You're fine. I, I, I don't know why I haven't cornered you like that. I did not come prepared. <laughs> I feel like I'm naked in homeroom. Although homeroom was the easiest of all the classes. So if I was going to be naked, <laughs> I'll make it homeroom or band class. I mean, I well, yeah, you have like a, you know, especially as a drummer, you have a kit to cover up your lower half, so be fun. Yeah, less I, uh, embarrassing. I play bass drum in marching band, so oh well, that's just covering the top and leaving the whole bottom exposed. Yeah, but that's, so that's most of it. <laughs> the number one exhibitionist, anonymous exhibitionist instrument to play. Yeah, also it would usually be cold weather when we're playing too. Oh yeah, you're not that's showing not, off your best work. Not doing me any favors. Yeah. Do you have but a yeah, good band well, camp story? Oh, uh, that one time. At band camp, every time I would just go to high school super early in the summer and I'd pretend I knew how to sight read. You would pretend? <laughs> yeah, I would just kind of wait for everyone to play their part and then I'd just figure out after that. <laughs> just realize where I'm supposed to do. Well, especially if you're playing bass drum, it's like, oh, this is the percussion section? One. Yeah, three, where one, is it? Three, I'm on the three. One, three. Yeah. And there. <laughs> okay. I'm like the end of that 16th note. I figured that. I'll just wait for y'all to do that. I did something similar in jazz band where like for the audition, I, I memorized the entire note for note performance like of the bass. 
which is like all like chromatic and weird. And they were even testing me like during the audition where they'd be like, okay, can you play uh, measures 14 through 26 for me? Oh yeah. Great. Play measure 32, just measure 32. And I'd be like, uh, 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 and like dig through it in my memory. And I, I got in, so I well, sucked at it when I was in it, but <laughs> you got it though. You yeah. Got it down. I mean, buddy rich never knew how to read music. He would always, that's right. He never rehearsed, right? He would just, oh, no, he I'm never rehearsed? Krupa, right? Is he also drummer Gene Krupa? Probably. I mean, yes, he is. He, he like, would just play so many shows that he never had the, the croup. I mean, he was such a pro. I feel like he probably read music though. Yeah. yeah uh, that's probably fair. But you think he was his like, group was called the Krupa Troopa. Yeah. Absolutely. They're yeah, they Mario loosely brother. based Bowser on him. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. What's his name from Nintendo is a big group of fans. So, what's in the guy? Koji Kondo, the composer? No, the, the person who made Shigeru Miyamoto? Oh, yeah, Miyamoto's creator big, of Super Mario and other. And all the games. Yeah, the, the Legend of Zelda, Donkey Kong, the original. Donkey Kongs. <laughs> Curbs, Curblands. No, Kirby was made by somebody else. I can't remember the name of that person though. But did you know that Kirby was named after Nintendo's lawyer? I, I think did it's the president of America. Yeah, I think his name was John Kirby. Did, did you see that on a um actually episode? You know what? I, I, might, like I may have just done that. I, I watch a lot of Nintendo as well. like informational like documentary things on YouTube anyway, but confirmed That's a good there. Show. Yes, I I remember that. Yeah, anyway, what was I saying? Buddy Rich. <laughs> <laughs> he would hire a drummer and he would just have the drummer play the part and he would just listen to it before a show or something like that if he had to learn something and he was also really angry all the time apparently there's like recordings of him just yelling at christian bale levels of anger whoa some real frank sinatra stuff too. christian bale angry or is that just you don't remember that controversy bane. i think it was it wasn't during the dark night was it I think it was a Terminator. Oh, he did you're one right. Terminator Terminators. Salvation when he plays uh, a, a grown up John Carter. Not John Carter. That's the guy from Mars. <laughs> What's his name? John Carter. No, no, no. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so when Terminator played John Carter in Bane. He's so angry. <laughs> yeah. He was just really hard to work with, apparently. Very difficult to work with John Carter. Uh, yeah, well, apparently the air was cleared afterwards where it was like a guy was like disrupting his shot while he was trying to do his job. But still, the they're, of course, recording because they're making a movie. And so the audio leaked to the public and it was not embarrassing. Uh, not, says, not so nice. Not so nice. Doctor. <laughs> oh, the return of this bit. <laughs> What's the doctor bit? I that's it. Understand. That's the whole thing. <laughs> you just say that to a doctor. Well, it demands attention, right? What are you going to say yeah, to a doctor? Right, I know, yeah. And they'll be like, yeah. <laughs> I guess you can just take that tone and say anything, though. Just say, I am, just loudly. Be like, I am a chef. I guess. <laughs> you know? I guess maybe people will respect What's me your more favorite thing to doctor? cook? Man, what a question. That's a great question, you know? Because. <laughs> the number one way to stall for time in an interview. I love. <laughs> That's a good question. Can I just can I just say that again? How can we just ruminate on that delightful question? Just, just roll take it a over second. My and brain. Just, I want to just, mm, just marinate in the juices of that question. It's, it's all over me. What a simmer, wet question. Simmer, simmer. <laughs> At this point, I forgot what I asked. I, t- I like to listen to music while I cook. I like to listen to Grateful Dead <laughs> or jazz music. My two favorite genres of music. And I think Grateful Dead is a genre. Would, would you agree? I love the Grateful Dead. And yeah. I hope you're are not you doing real? a bit right no, now. No, no, I'm not. I'm going to give you a noogie if you All are. All right, well, don't give me a noogie. Because I'm sincere. Are you serious? Yeah. The, about Grateful Dead? Because I, I didn't know that about you. Oh, I, yeah. I like to listen to I'm cooking. Oh. It's great cooking music. I mean, and cleaning. And just mm-hmm. kind of like around, this, around the house sort of stuff, I'd say. Just yeah. sure if you were. No, I wasn't messing around. It's, and jazz music, especially when you got the water boiling. You know, it's like the brushes are stirring. 
You got the water one, and then you got the you know you put the spaghetti in there, burn, the in the horns blare. Oh, so what happens when great. you dump the spaghetti out of the water? Well, I mean it's, it's different every time, isn't it? It's jazz, baby. Yes, and you don't know what's going to happen each time. That's why I love it. Or some of your I listen to the jazz same members. jazz song every time. I don't. I don't like jazz. I don't know. I like listening to some West Montgomery. Nice guitar. Ari Honig is cool. You're listening to that guy. I yeah, saw I never him. Heard of him. He's a drummer, and he was also a person that made me think about drums differently. Because I saw him play one time, and he's all about like just pushing down on the on the heads and just getting different tensions out. Oh, and just, yeah, you know, all those of sorts stuff. of timpani yeah, 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 kind of yeah. like thinking about. Oh, so wait, uh, what's his technique for that? Is he like pressing down one stick and then hitting with the other one to get the pitch change? Yeah, I mean he. I, doesn't usually use a stick. He'll use like his elbows a lot and stuff, oh, or like I've the palm, that, you know, yeah, yeah. and like kind of push in while hitting with the the other hand. Oh yeah, who was it who famously did the drum duet with Animal from the Muppets? Was that also uh, was that Buddy Rich? Yeah, yeah. That's a uh, I've Rich seen video. him do that too with the elbow on the on the tom to get different tones out of it. Yeah, and yeah, he, he, he's so cool. He he did the cool like stick thing with the back and forth. You know, look at me. <laughs> you can see what I'm doing. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah, he clicks the, the sticks back and forth. Also, also the under the hi hat. Oh yeah, the old over under of it. Yeah, yeah. I still actually can't really understand what he's doing there. If you look up West Side Story, Buddy Rich drum solo, you'll know what I'm talking about. He does the crazy doubles on the bottom of the hi hat with the top. I don't know what's going on. He's doing some sort of witchcraft and it's amazing that's why i'll never be a jazz drummer cause, that's why yes i, don't I can't think do that's that. a prerequisite. i can't do it <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand it it's amazing what's my favorite thing to cook circle back mm. Dude, i don't know I actually don't know i'm gonna go out on a limb and i'm gonna say chicken <laughs> perhaps a nice steak yeah wait isn't that a known thing about you that you primarily eat chicken tenders as your diet oh no 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 no. This is <laughs> Isn't your nickname Nicky No, this Tendi? is this is false. I've heard Evan say that before. It's been perpetuated. It's not chicken tenders, it's chicken wings. The answer I was looking chicken for Chicken wings I know is what you were looking for. Chicken wings. I know you were trying to bait me to say chicken wings. I do love chicken wings. Look, but Nick Kuldorf just... has famous Okay. famous <laughs> chicken wings. Calm down. Famous to you and me. I'd say and my family. That's about it. I do love chicken wings, but cooking chicken wings is not very active. It's not the most fun thing to cook. So you just throw for me. I just put it in the oven. Although if you put it on the grill, that's a lot more fun. So I wouldn't say it's my my favorite thing to cook. You got a signature soup? We do know you love soup. <laughs> Always with the soup. We've discussed this before. Yes, I do like soup. You're making me out to be a soup madman. Yeah, like a soup freak. Uh, soup yeah, maniac. soup freak. A soup. Yeah. What's an alliteration? You got broth in your belfry. What's another S? <laughs> I got broth in my belfry. When was Open the last belfry. time you yeah, slurped? I got, I got stock in my socks. <laughs> last time I... <laughs> no. <laughs> what is, how is that different from broth and belfry? Come on. That's in your belfry is a way of describing someone who's... A, that mine just doesn't make screw any loose. sense. Yeah. Souping your socks is nothing. <laughs> Stock in my Stock socks. Stock in your socks. No, At least that rhymes in his Yeah, it's like close. Yeah. It's the same idea. He's got, he's got a screw loose. All right. Foot. He's footloose. I got celery in my cans. Oh, well, speaking of footloose, that of course had John Lithgow in that role, and he was a major advertiser for Progresso Soup. Anybody remember that commercial? <laughs> that series? John Lithgow. Yeah, please bring that Progresso one back. <laughs> he was in... Footloose? Oh, he was the angry dad. He was the dad. dad. He was the pastor who banned dancing in that town. He was the angry dad. Mm -hmm. He didn't like dancing. 
What's the like problem a, with dancing in that movie? I think it was Why? more so that kids were drinking and dancing, and then they got in a car accident afterwards, and that was the inciting incident for why were they, he banned dancing in the town. Right. Were they dancing when they got hit by a car? They were like dancing in the middle <laughs> of the street? Were they dancing while driving? Why blame dance? Is if what that I'm was saying. the it's standard just, of dance in that town, then it is understandable that it would be banned because that is absolutely Ted nuts. dancing. Yeah, they must be done doing some crazy like. Yeah, I mean, Ted Danson is not welcome in that town. <laughs> it's the letter of the law. Sorry, what is your surname? What is that surname? You gotta get the <laughs> hell out of you. Get out of town. No dancing. Exactly. I'd be curious to know if, if they were allowed in that town. We, I keep, we keep digressing to places. I feel like we're, we're supposed to get to a point. We're supposed to talk about something. Have you not listened to a podcast before? <laughs> no, I guess. This is the point. This is the Seinfeld of podcasts. This is what people pay for. It's free. <laughs> if I was getting paid, that would be sick. How much could I, could I pay you? Am I, how much am I supposed to pay you for this? You're not supposed we to pay me We didn't talk anything. about fees. Am I getting paid? No. No Definitely one's getting not. paid. There's no money involved No here. one's getting... What? I gotta talk to my people. We brought you here because I wanted the audience to hear your brain. Should we just give it a silent moment with the microphone up to my ear? No, I think they can hear the grinding noises over your voice. <laughs> your <laughs> yeah, brain trying uh, to lurch forward. Not much going on up there. Yeah, you can really see what's happening in real time while we're looking at me. Just it's like one of those Roy G. Biv keyboards. What is what? that? So Roy G. Biv is the, I know order the, color, of the spectrum. color of the rainbow. Right. Yeah. What's the keyboard? He's thinking of QWERTY, which is the no. Q-W-E-R-T-Y, <laughs> which wrong. is a standard which is every keyboard. keyboard. Wrong. Right. Okay, I'm wrong, apparently. I'm thinking of the keyboard that lights up. Oh, the RGB. <laughs> The red, pink, blue keyboard. <laughs> you know, I feel like I've heard you say that before too. Roy G. Biv really keyboard where you get it. the rainbow going through. You know, the gamers all have it. Yeah, Roy G. Biv. Yeah, okay. It's got. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. It is. Do that you too. have one? It's red, green, blue. What Evan is getting at is that Nick is a known gamer. Known through the Twitch sphere. Oh yeah. Well, what's your what's your PlayStation handle again? We we've we've gamed together before. Uh, yeah, it's just Laserdorf. Laserdorf, right? of course. Keep Makes it, it sound fast. I like with it. With a Z. Yeah. Because you know I like to zigzag. <laughs> you got a zag on them. That's how they they never see you coming. But yeah, Nick, you were my Sherpa through Call of Duty. I managed to not play a call, single Call of Duty game until my 30s, and you were kind enough Sherpa. to show us the way. Yeah, that was the game I played with you. It was the first one I've ever played. That was fun when we got all into that. What started that, though? I was, it was the Wars. I, I don't think it that was, was the, the free one. Is that what got us into it? Yeah, yeah we started playing the Warzone oh, yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, fellow Call of Duty. And, and Mikey, yeah, Evan's the only one on this podcast right now who wasn't part of our fire team. Excuse me, Could I got out of the true? Gulag, motherfucker. Oh, wait, that's did right. You Evan did play one, one, time one round with us. <laughs> because I suggested it. Yeah, I forgot about that. Evan that did happened. okay. No, I didn't. I died immediately, and then I killed someone and got out. You're right, a natural talent. You killed talent. someone in the gulag. Don't. That's hard. It's pretty frequent that you know you just get to the gulag and somebody owns you, and then you have to wait until That's you get revived mano, by a teammate. You yeah. handled it. Yeah, shooting people That's, is hard. It can. Yeah, it can be tough. So hard. It can be tough uh, emotionally. On like it takes a toll. Just I have physically. nightmares later. But take the controller oh, the and thumbs. move your thumbs and do it. You know, faster than somebody else. Do you get a, do gamers get like a work related payout or something or injury if they get hurt, if they hurt their thumbs? Oh, look, they're a professional Twitch streamer. Yeah. Actually, I think they can have insurance. Yeah, you can insurance your hands. I bet, I guarantee they do. It's gotta be like. Well, Jennifer Lopez insured her butt for a million dollars. Like Bruce Springsteen. uh, What? Yeah. If a shark bites off my butt. (laughs) I want to know. I want to see. 
<laughs> I want to see the contract. That I want to see like what her thing is, what happened, or her deductibles on the butt. You know, like her deductibles. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out too, Mikey. <laughs> I just want to see the end of that. And like Bruce Springsteen has his vocal cords, I think, insured too. Wow, so that's pretty cool. For is that, that real? Yeah. So he's good. You should just you guys should just cover your your vocal cords or something, and you're good. Set for life. Something to think about. Set for life. <laughs> Hold on. That's the thing, though. Like, Are you suggesting insurance fraud with our vocal cords where we insure them and then snip them or something to be set for life? Yeah. Okay. Maybe not vocal cords. <laughs> <laughs> I want But mine. insure something that's easily broken. Can you insure your pinky toe? But you would need an insurance adjuster to like declare that it actually was worth that much. Yeah. So you need an inside man. Is what you're saying. Right, exactly. Yeah. We gotta infiltrate. We gotta get this. We need an inside toe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's that's a good scam. I think we can it is I think we could probably do that. I think this is easy. Life insurance scams are ones that like were a classic go to scam. You know, just with like the electronic era, it's so easy to keep tabs on people. Right. I mean no one listens to podcasts, so we're we'll be fine. No one listens to this oh podcast, gosh. so we're in the clear. We can discuss we'll whatever conspiracy right, right. we want. This is today. good. This is all off the record too. We said that right at the beginning of the cast. Did I not say that? Okay, <laughs> off. This is off the record from here on in. Don't worry. The fact that you're All recording right, so this on our podcast means less people will hear it than a normal conversation you have. So you're in the clear. And this is also doctor-patient privilege too. Well, I am Doc Bag. You're Doc Bag. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm a doctor. goddammit. it. <laughs> Mikey's smiling. He likes that. Yeah, because it's meant for your dad. <laughs> Is that a Mikey bit, the doctor thing? That is a Mikey that, bit yep. that he wants me to say to my dad, because my dad is a dentist, <laughs> yell at him, yell. and my nickname is is Doc Bag, and so Mikey <laughs> wants me to yell that at him at some point. Oh, that's a lot funnier. The scenario like, makes it really yeah, funny. Yeah, dinner, like, off, yeah. off guard. If he's, like, belittling him for anything. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I can see precisely how this would play out, regardless of why I, I would have said it. If I think I found an eligible context for it, and I stand up, and I proclaim a single finger jammed into the table. I am a doctor. God damn it. No, bullshit, dude. You receive your Christmas gift and then you stand up and say it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I received the Christmas gift. He's Jewish. I, well, All my, right, my, my dad's Roman Catholic. You're Jewish gift. Well, yeah, then you're offended. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. sorry, please cut that. Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. As Evan and I are Jewish. <laughs> we can sanction that. That's, that's, that's permissible. <laughs> but I stand up and I proclaim I'm a doctor. God damn it. The only response my dad would have would be, what's that bastard? <laughs> he calls you bastard. He like calls that? me and my brother bastard. That was his, his pet name for us growing up. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Is it bastard? Like T I D. Yeah. Well, he's got, you know, he's a South Philly it's guy like a y in it somewhere. He's a South Philly Italian. <laughs> Bastard. 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 You bastard. But yeah, that was his common response. What's that bastard? Yeah, that's that's cute. That's a nice little pet name to have with someone. Bastard. Well, I mean, I support it. I think you are a doctor. One day you should tell your your dad that you are. He's a doctor of riffs. Let's listen to this week's song. Well, to be fair, there's not a. I don't riff it on the song. I do piano. Yeah, this is like it. a mild. Riffing. He's a doctor of pianists. This, a, this is a mild number, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, God. Pen fifteen club. Oh, uh, can you start playing Mariah Carey now? No. Over it? <laughs> a lilting. Let's listen to this week's song. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
song you guys like your song <laughs> yeah yeah obviously this is a big departure from the typical super week super weekly fair and that's partially because this song i wrote what 12 years ago nar do you remember when i first showed this to you i don't know yeah i don't know either it's something like that but i recorded the vocals on the original demo very quietly because i lived in an apartment with one other person and i didn't want to wake him and Evan grew attached to my gentle delivery, and so I, I brought it back. thought it was back. a great song, and then I told you to I put love the piano gentle on. delivery. The piano's awesome. You did a great job on the piano. Yeah, I'm glad we waited 11 years to record this <laughs> so I had enough time to learn how to play piano. <laughs> I think it ruled. I think Nick did a nice drum. Noah did a nice bass. I played some guitar. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it was really fine. I'm just trying to do a Gallagher. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of Gallagher. We're all trying to be Gallagher. I'm just trying to be Noel Gallagher. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. I see what you're doing. Yeah, because I'm just singing regular Gallagher. Oh, I see. I see what you did there. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Yeah, oh, I see. That's how you say Oasis in Australia. Mm-hmm. That's not an Oasis. This is an Oasis. <laughs> or is it Crocodile Oasis? Look at that Oasis. She's gorgeous. Look at that. I don't know any of it. A dingo. A dingo ate my Oasis. You think we're going to offend any Aussies? We have zero Apologies. listeners in Australia right now. I think we're good. We're just America, the UK, and South Africa. Do you think we'll offend Oasis? Mm. They're, they're busy offending each other. Yeah, they're all upset. We're about, not on like, their radar. All sorts of stuff all the time. <laughs> But Nick, you drummed on that one, and Thank you. it was a departure from your classic style, but a truly, <laughs> truly professional. I try I feel to keep bad it prop. You made me feel bad. I tried it. Wait, what? I didn't mean to. I wasn't you trying. To, you did a great job. This was the word I was getting to. I wasn't thank insulting you. you. Um, thanks for the insult. I take it as a compliment. God damn it! And the yeah. conversational <laughs> trap every time. No, I didn't think it was that much of a departure. I like playing a little. I like tap a tapping on the little drummies there. So it was nice. Oh, this is uh, professional drummer parlance. This is, so the yeah. listener might be if lost. I could, 
get technical for a yeah. second. The way I tap a tap it on the snare drum felt nice. Look, when we were doing the track, I kept trying to get Nick to do varying drum parts and he just right. felt this groove. And you know what? He was right. I didn't let you do it. You think I was right? I know you're right. Okay. We just listened to the song. You were sounds, right. Sounds good enough, but it could have been better. That's what you say about everything you do all the time because you're an artist. No, I don't know. I always say that. I mean, for instance, if I saw Gallagher's act in its heyday, I would have said that's <laughs> could not have been better. Perfection. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you telling me that when Gallagher Sorry. pulls out an enormous oversized couch that he pulls the cushions off of and uses as a trampoline and he pulls out a condom, a used condom from it that's the size of his entire body, that that's yeah. perfect? Yeah, you can't that beat that. That was a bit he that's did? That's a bit, yeah. It's part of his prop comedy. I do remember that one. Mm-hmm. That was the end of his... Uh, big special in the uh, late 70s, I think. All right. I, I'm just going to say this and I'm not going to bring up Gallagher again. Without Gallagher, no Carrot Top. He paved the way for other prop comics. And with no Carrot Top, no chairman of the board. That's uh, a <laughs> Carrot Top's feature film. Yeah, that that is a movie. I mean, without Gallagher, that is a movie. No one would know what watermelons were. Yeah. No one. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he brought great awareness to watermelons. And that's nice. I mean, it's it's like 99% water. It's not much nutritional value to 1% water. Percent 1% melon. Gallagher. 1%. 1%. <laughs> that's a better laughing. joke. His joke's Both better. of them made me laugh. <laughs> gave me a double laugh. But yeah, you remember the episode of uh, Rugrats where Chucky. I think, is it Chucky who swallowed the watermelon seed? Yeah, and he's afraid that it's going to grow inside of his body and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> so his friends, using the power of their imagination, shrink down and they go inside of his body to find the seed. Which is the takeoff some, of some other movie. It was out like during, during the sign of the earth or something like that. Oh, or, shit. I think oh, it's the Magic book. School Bus, my guy. Well, the Magic School Bus also uses the same concept. This is all the Magic Inner School space. Bus. <laughs> <laughs> no, Inner Space is the one where he, he does drugs and he, his body changes into different shapes. Fantastic Voyage. <laughs> it's the magic school bus. It's the Fantastic Voyage. That's it's where magic. all those come from. It's a That's book. It's it a is. classic sci-fi novel, The Fantastic Voyage. Gulliver's Travels. Here's my question Kinda. for you. <laughs> to the Fantastic Voyage. The Fantastic Voyage of Gallagher. Damn Do they it. have a religion Sorry. based off the Fantastic Voyage now? Yeah, it's that David Bowie thing. He's got a song called Fantastic Voyage. He's got a religion also? Yeah, I mean, anything. Like, I feel like I'm it's a religious asking, experience. Is it Scientology 2? Scientology 2. Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. We don't need that. The quest for Hubbard's gold. <laughs> Nick, I'm wondering, do androids stream of Electric Sheep? Um, I've wondered that, too. I haven't met an android. I have an android phone. Well, what's the dream of? What, what happens when you put it on sleep mode? didn't answer it when I asked it. What's that? Sorry, what, what, if I put it in sleep mode? Yeah, when you turn the screen off, what's it do? I don't know. Is it dreaming? What do, what do they dream about? That's the question. Is it Electric huh? Sheep? That's the burning question. It's just mining your data. So that it can sell you things. At the end of the day, I don't give a Philip K. Dick about it. I'll tell you that much. That was a good one. Yeah, well, that's, you know. Yeah, they can kiss my Asimov. Yeah, I was waiting for that one. That was a good one, too. (laughs) Evan was waiting for the Asimov one. Look, you can't (laughs) miss a good dick and ass joke. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's what they say in comedy. TNA, DNA, tits and ass, you know? Dick's an ass. Oh, God. Gotta use your ass. That one hurt. That was a real punch in the Vonnegut. Sorry about that. (laughs) Redeeming Nick's joke. I'm trying to yes and this guy out of the pit that he put himself in. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to come down here with me. Just let me me bury myself. That's very good. If I knew any authors, I would keep this train rolling. You you love authors? What about Nietzsche? Make a Nietzsche joke for us. That word barely even works as its own word. Oh, oh, you're afraid you're going to slip and fall and skin your Nietzsche? Oh, man. That was good. Come on, pal. Join Uh, us. 
not to Uber mention. I don't know. That's There's all. something there. There's something there. You can put the. I give you what the pieces. Were you, were you trying to Uber mensch? What is that? It's like the Superman. The Superman. Nietzsche's That's Superman. That's a Nietzsche concept. It's like the only thing I know about Nietzsche. That and God is Dead. The, uh, oh, yeah. What's that one? The that Fool well. or the Madman? The Madman. That's the Nietzsche writing. Well, Uber mensch. I got nothing. <laughs> Evan, you wrote a song called Nietzsche's Harvest Song. Yeah, that's a... I'm no Superman, by the way. a Tom Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Nick just tied it back. By the way, yeah, in, in case the listeners may miss it, there's a nice little keyboard or piano part in that song that... Evan, I think, I guess you brought it up, that's very apropos. Or, well, Chris played it. All of that yeah. improv stuff on the piano yeah. there. And Chris did the... Oh, yeah. And then, like, immediately fucked up the take. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> we have to keep that fill. Zach Braff's on the line. He says, keep it. I was like, I love that Scrubs riff. And you're like, what did I do? <laughs> and I was like, listen. You're like, no, no, oh, you I didn't even say this, that Scrubs riff. You said, I love it when you did the on the Superman part. <laughs> <laughs> Just calling it as you see it. And then he was like, what is that? The I'm no Superman. What is that? And I was like, that's the Scrubs theme song. <laughs> I did love it. Oh, I song. thought it was a different theme. I thought it was the Malcolm in the Middle theme song. Yes, that's no. what you thought it was. But that's the life yeah. is unfair. You're not the boss of me. Is it yes, no, maybe? I believe that's They Might Be Giants. I don't know. That sounds right. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> you're not boss <laughs> I like of me. In saving the day. That's a good song. Another good theme song. Y'all have favorite the- like TV theme songs? Land of the Lost. Oh, wow. I'm not familiar with that one. It's, a, it's from the 70s. It's a show about people who think they... I feel like they go through a portal or they fall through a pit. And I they, s- sorry. And, and there's like <laughs> dinosaurs are preserved like under the crust of the earth in this like prehistoric land. And it's about like, you know, them trying to get back to the surface to our time or whatever it is. But the theme song is great because it's like this really wacky, it's like banjo on it and shit. And there's like a bunch of harmonies, but it like details everything it. you need to know about the show. Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition face the greatest earthquake <laughs> oh. ever known. High on the rapids, it's toss somebody craft and they... Toss them down a thousand feet below. It was the land of the lost, and it's just like the that was so concise. I know everything I need to know now. That in Gilligan's Island. That was. I feel like that was the, of the time. <laughs> like the show. Like the theme song needed to explain. Like Beverly Hillbillies. Mm. It was, it was like, yeah. That's true. Liquid gold. Yeah, the art of the narrative theme song is lost. I feel like yeah, we can all just kind of figure it out. Let's go. Wait, who's the, how did you start the Beverly Hillbillies song there? Let me go. It starts with listen to your people. Song. Listen to your people. Yeah. I don't know what it's tell it you a story about a man named Jed. About man Jed. They say something about like oil, and it's like, that's black gold. He's working hard to keep his family fed. And one day when Jed was shooting at some food up from the ground, there came a bubbling crude. Oh, well, you got it. Black gold. Texas tea. Texas tea. Uh-huh. Fantastic one. I saw the Will Ferrell remake of Land of the Lost. Remember that? Oh, that movie's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a forgotten. That should uh, you know keep that one lost. Is that yeah. dinosaurs? There we go. Mikey Land gets it. Time? Yeah, <laughs> you guys are gonna stop well, walking I mean, away Chris, while we're recording. Chris should just. <laughs> he did okay. just explain the plot to it. And the Chris's theme song. favorite theme song is actually the X Men cartoon theme song. You did bring this up in the previous episode. That is, and an I love I love that. I love that theme song. That song probably influenced me more than any guitar player or indie rock band ever. It's one of the best ones. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I always would say X Men in the break. X Men. Oh, it's not a break, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I always say that. It's growing up. It's yeah. fucking you guys remember Pepper Ann's theme song? Pepper yeah. Ann, Pepper Ann. She says something, something, something. Something's going to work out. 
Oh, is that what Pepper it is? and cheese is one in a million. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, that song oh, rocks, shit. actually. Yeah, it's sick. Joyce Manor sounds like the Pepper Ann theme song. <laughs> Soul Glow pointed that out to me when we were recording, and it's sick. That's awesome. Yeah, that rules. That what theme the, song's great. There was a theme a, song that, that Macy Gray did for, I think it was a Nickelodeon show. Do movie themes count? Because... Kiss from the Rose. Song. Oh, wow, yeah. Batman. <laughs> That's Batman. <laughs> that is a fantastic soundtrack, oh. though. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Sunny Day Real Estate. What else is on there? Sunny Day Real Estate? Sunny hits, yeah. Wall yeah. oh. hits. Let's see. Other great theme songs that I love a lot. In the Street, that 70s show. Oh, and that's a cover, that. right? She, yeah, tricked, so she that. tricked doing a big star song. In the yeah, which is, <laughs> that's the reason I love it is because it's is it a it great down the street? big yeah, star. Yeah, just well, hanging out in the street. <laughs> hanging out. Down the street. Dancing. That's how you get it week. It's a big star song. It's a great big star song called In the Street. Oh, it's called In the Street. Okay. And uh, big star is criminally underrated. True. Alex Chilton, phenomenal songwriter, started at the age of 13 when he wrote underrated. The Letter by the Box Tops. That's some crazy shit. I don't know. I'm not familiar with that song. Oh, it's a classic. Let me tell you. The other day when I was hanging with my dad, I was like, oh, yeah, Big Star. And he was like, I never heard of them. And I'm like, what? That's it. That's my story. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, they don't get enough respect. Dainu. The P&P theme song is a classic. Oh, my God, yes. Hilarious. I think that's actually the the best one. I think we could end the podcast Hey, Sandy. Because I don't think you can get a better theme song than Hey Sandy. We brought up some good ones, but Hey Sandy. You're right. Is up there for me. That's the Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Bye, yeah, yeah, Hey Sandy. It's song from Crazy Taxi. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think about that song like three times a day. Oh, right. <laughs> you ready to play some Crazy Taxi? Because you're just driving Crazy Taxi. All I'm just going crazy. Seven cars for kids. Oh, God, fuck off, dude. That's the worst <laughs> song of all yeah, time. Yeah, get that out of here. This is, has, has no place. Get that <laughs> out of my brain. It's the theme song. Yeah, it was the worst. And it would have like a real sad <laughs> dude That's do it sometimes. That's a commercial jingle. That's a different category. That was a, like a radio jingle, too. I sold the first Super Weeks van to Cars for Kids. Why? Why would you support that horrible theme song? Because they gave me $500 off on my tax credit or whatever. Can't be that. Well, wait, did you meet the kid who got to drive the van afterwards? I don't know what the fuck. Right? They're just giving cars to kids. Are Seems they? like a dangerous prospect. Look, one time I left my van in front of Nick's house for like weeks. Then I went to put a new PCM in the van, which is like the computer module. And then I did. Then I started the van up and the fucking catalytic converter was stolen. Yeah. It was so loud. It was like 2.30 in the morning. It was so fucking loud when Wilson, Nick, and I got that van started. Horrified me. And then, you know what? I returned the PCM because it was $300. And I was like, you know what? I got to get rid of this van. I'm sad, but... Yeah, I get that money back. It was back. loud because the catalytic converter was gone? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's just straight out the engine at that point. You're hearing straight engine. Yeah, yeah. that's they're cutting you know, like that part no out before muffling. the muffler. Oh, yeah, my so God. It was, it was so... Yeah. Right. That's the MO of my neighborhood. I tell you, it's... Evan is not the only one that loses catalytic converter parking around me. It's it's tough. Does your Volkswagen have its catalytic converter? It's impossible to know. <laughs> There's no way to know. How does it feel that you haven't driven your car in a year at this point? I mean, what do you want me to say? It's okay. Are you still paying insurance on it? It doesn't feel right. No, I stopped paying insurance Yeah, on thank it. God. Yeah, that was the move. So, you know, it feels pretty good. I don't hate it. Although, when I have to go places, I hate it. Like when I had to come here. <laughs> so Nick, you are the songwriter in a band called Cheer Up. 
Dig it. Thank you. You also do really, really great collage art. Well, that's nice of you to say. It's very kind. You know, I like to dabble. Yeah. I like to dabble sometimes. But uh, yeah, I mean, those are two things that uh, I've used as a pastime and some of my favorite things to do. I enjoy it. I remember, uh, you know, all the way back when we were working at, well, were you working at Primax Vintage or just me? I worked there in the shipping yeah. department. Back when we were working, you used that $10,000 ES335 from 1969 to record that first Cheer Up EP. Yeah, that was awesome. That's where I met Austin Jefferson, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, our past guest, yeah. The goth ninja of pottery himself. Shout out to previous episode. Austin Jefferson Airplane. Awesome. Awesome Jefferson, if I may ju- just that say was... so myself. Yeah, that was nice that I got to meet Austin. But yeah, I mean, we uh, we hungered down and recorded that whole... I did the drums here. We did them in the... In Big, Big Mamas. Mamas, right? In like mm-hmm. a, we did the drums one day I came down. I think it was the day before Thanksgiving. It was, it was maybe even Hanksgiving. That sounds right. It's definitely the day after some debauchery. Yeah, I stayed at the model home, and I remember just feeling not... Great health wise. <laughs> Next day, yeah, I I was a former resident there, and I could tell you my health did not feel so hot the whole time I lived there. Place yeah. was a, was a mess. Not to mention it was on top of a barber shop, so we had the constant stench of burning hair wafting through that place. Not to mention, <laughs> I never caught the burning hair. I didn't really notice that so much. Daytime hours, yeah, you were probably there for parties and stuff and shows at night, but all day nonstop burning hair stench. Never thought about the burning hair. That's rough. Yeah. Some kind of stale air in there. I also did a lot of drinking that night, I'm sure. Too. You definitely, I'm sure, did a lot of drinking just, that night. Yeah, I remember hurting doing those drum tracks. But yeah, we did that and and we recorded all the guitars in the attic of Primax, right? Mm-hmm. Still like three in the morning or something like that, as we usually do. It used to be down for the late wee hours. But man, that that is the nicest guitar I think I've ever played. Oh yeah, mint condition, 1969. Oh Damn. Had a fretboard like... Like oh, butter. My God. You could you could butter up a pancake with that fretboard. Probably mm. could. Just slide up and down it. Pick is your hot knife? <laughs> Did you ask me how big is my hot knife? I said the pick is your hot knife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean. And that thing is just butter. I actually didn't use a pick as, so much, but yeah, my fingers. Nick's a tappy boy. In that metaphor. He's got hot little fingers. Especially guy. with those songs. Yeah, those Good were just needle like. Finger. Needle fingers. Needle fingers, they called me. <laughs> They call me, yeah, down down at the stitchery. They call me Needlefinger. Like a petite Freddy, uh, a petite Freddy Krueger. Yeah, no, I like Freddy Krueger. I mean, if you never did a Freddy Krueger with the uh, what are those corn snacks, corn chip snacks called? Oh, bugles. The bugles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, if you never did oh, a Freddy Krueger with the Freddy. bugles. Yeah, we 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 called them witch fingers when I was a kid. That's fair. That's you do that too. Witch fingers, all of them. <laughs> That, speaking of theme songs, it's like witch. the theme song for a very weird spy character. Yeah, what is that? Gold, uh, Goldfinger. <laughs> That's Goldfinger. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Witch Fingers. Those are some crazy songs. I like those are maybe my favorite songs. Really? The first four? Uh yeah, for the cheer up. We were called Braveface. I was mm-hmm. called Braveface then. Love them. You can get some cassettes for them online somewhere. Maybe Nick will plug it at the end of the show. Who knows? We'll figure it out later. <laughs> You also made a record called Sleep Dead. Yes. Oh, the Sleep Dead EP. Yes. One of my faves. That was a record. Full length LP. Oh, you mixed it? it. Yeah, from start to finish. I mixed it? You mixed it. There it's are one 11. of my favorites. I'm sorry. You don't remember <laughs> Nick going in, having mixed notes, and being like, 
Chris, can more you turn bell. the bell hits I need up the, I need in like bell. every song? Right. Yeah, this is why I, earlier I acknowledged that you are a bell, yes. ride bell enthusiast. I'm the Christopher Walken of the bell, you know? I, Explain I just, yourself. I just need more bell. Hey, it's the cowbell. Oh, the cowbell. Cow cow but yeah, uh, time, Timely reference. I loved making that record. I still listen back to that record fondly. I love the sounds. I feel like Andrew Wilson, you and I went down a tremendous amount of rabbit holes Doing yeah. all sorts of stuff on that record. Yeah, Wilson and you, you're all troopers. You got some crazy sounds. I think there was a singing saw mm-hmm. in there. It's a whole bunch of string synth. Wilson showed up that one day. He's like, this record's going to be covered in string synth. And I was like, you're crazy. And then all of a sudden, like, we and saw we, the light. We all became obsessed with obtaining the finest string synth. Which you all use oh, yeah, all the time. Fairly yeah. often now, right? I use it all I think it's at the studio right now, but it's fucking just That brought the Krumar oh, into existence. What a I love that thing. Listener, if you haven't listened to Sleep Dead by nice. Cheer Up, it's really a, a sonic exploration. A la <laughs> Nicholas Holdorf. And a magnum opus of ride bell automation. <laughs> and just how loud I can get Chris to make the ride bells. <laughs> Which wasn't loud enough, in my opinion, <laughs> but, you know, we did what we could. It's still not loud enough? It's probably not loud enough. Oh, my I God. I did what I could with what I was For me. Getting. Yeah, exactly. That was before we started close-miking things like that. I'm kidding. So. Was- Mikey, as the uh, live drummer of Cheer Up, on those records, oh, man. is the ride bell loud enough? Absolutely not. Thank you. Oh, yes. my goodness. Not for now. Solidarity. My man knows. And Mikey has listened to I, songs more than most, I'd say. He's a bell baby. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bell baby. <laughs> I need my bell cheese. What? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, baby bell. I don't know. Baby, baby bell. bell I, oh, I got lost in the sauce there. Sorry, bud. Yeah. I, I, sh- I got to stop doing dairy humor with you, man. I'm <laughs> Yeah, read the room. I gotta say, though, Mikey, you learning all of Nick's wacky-ass drum parts down to the fucking T. It was a pleasure, man. I loved it. He capitalized the T. I loved it, man. I would say. Because I feel like I'm more of a player, really, than a, a songwriter, definitely. Early on, just trying to learn songs, and I just, like, had an ear for it, I guess. You are a performance chameleon, for sure, and you can, like, learn anyone's parts note for note perfectly. And then you just like bring this extra level of rock power to it that makes it even more badass. Yeah, bring the force, man. You just, yeah, you have the Mikey Tajan force behind it all. You know you're in good hands when you got Mikey behind the kit. I'll tell you that. Feels He's coming for you. <laughs> the all state of drummers. Thank you guys. Some you guys yeah, no, so thank nice. you, man, for, you know, taking the time and, and learning yeah, those no, parts. It's so fun. And it's so fun to play. I mean, come on. It's almost like a drum solo, but it's like a really well thought out drum solo. Where it, all, it all makes sense, you know. It's not like I'll take it. Yeah, it's really. Yeah, you should have seen what those songs were like when Nick first came in and was like, "Evan, let's book a week to do this whole record." And then after a oh, week, yeah. we have the drums done. Yeah, I think you and I took a good time to like learn and like make sure we had all the drum parts for like the I think the first EP or something like that. But for the the album, I uh, I didn't come in with a lot of the parts, and I think that was <laughs> a little bit of an obstacle to get over. You definitely shredded over them. We figured it out, though. And we got it, together. I think it came out wonderful, and it was a lot of fun trying to write bass with Andrew over your drum parts, where yeah. it was uh, constantly meandering, and uh, I feel like it made the songs very interesting. It's true, man. You know, you're my, you, you anchored me. I say you bring it down. It's what we bassists do. Ain't that right, Chris? Yep. That's Bring us. it down to earth, baby. Got to glue it all together. Find that anchor point, the musical anchor point. 
Yeah, it was fun having having you guys just switching off the bass duties for that. Like, I don't even think you remember kind of who did some of those songs. Oh, I know exactly who did what. Oh yeah, I'll tell fine. you what. Oh, yeah, because. <laughs> When I play bass, I don't think the way that Andrew thinks, and I love the way that he plays the bass because I'm not thinking like that. There's that one part in, uh, I think it's Emma Stone, where he's doing like a finger-picked part super high up on the neck uh, through yeah. like delay. I would have never thought to do that on the bass. Yeah. I love it, though. I get to play it live. It's hard as hell. It worked out great. He did the chorus of Emma Stone. I think yeah. I did the verse. It was like a, like a writer, you know, like being in the writer's room and just like get get the best shit. Just throw it, it, it in we the would pot. Just, Flop back and forth. Yeah, we'll do it again. That was good stuff. I'm glad how it came out. Thanks thanks for doing it. That was a lot of late nights, too. I'll do it again. A lot of sleeping in the, the big mama's, on the big mama's couches, coming out of there like four, I think like five in the morning, so once or twice. Oh, I'm sure. Probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> do that again these days with our old bones. But uh, yeah, man, that was sweet. Thanks for doing it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, too. All right. anyway i'd say like probably like 70 percent of the music stuff i've done in my life has been with you at this point close to it like a lot of people are thought off you can say that about evan yeah (laughs) maybe just you guys yeah us us in this room yeah that's true Done done a lot at this we point. We spent a lot of time touring together. Yeah, you know. I was thinking how I've never lived with you, but it feels kind of like I did live with you a little bit for at least a month or two at a time. hmm You know, you get a funny relationship with someone when you're out there on the road, dusty trails. It's like a funny little kind of like husband-wife almost. I don't know. Yeah, there's road bickering a bit, you know. Yeah, but not even but bickering. A, I'm a just saying, camaraderie like a, too that, that nobody else can experience the way that you have as as a couple of road dogs out yeah, there. Yeah, you become road dogs out there, and you know, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, you got some idea of something. Well, things. I definitely uh, remember that, that one time when uh, <laughs> you were driving the van through California on our way to Arizona. And uh, you went the wrong way and yeah, drove the wrong through way. the entirety of Joshua Tree State Park. Yeah, but on the you, drive. no one can complain about that, though. No, not because at all. That it was, was sick awesome. as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, but I love that we accidentally. It's like, oh, no, we had to drive all the way through Joshua Tree. Joshua I mean. Tree State Park. Did yeah, any we, other drivers yeah. come at you from the opposite direction? It's not like, no, no, no. no. It's, it's like not like we were, no, we were just like. Wrong way for where we were supposed to be going that oh, day. Oh, I see, I see. We were, yeah. like, going to stop at the tip of Joshua Tree and, like, go see some shit for a second. It was going to be a like quick, like, looky-loo. We were supposed to be a quick looky-loo. I ended up driving <laughs> through the whole park oh, instead I see, I see. by accident. I, I mean, guess, it worked out great. Ended up, I mean, I would make that mistake again. I, I don't know if we were late to wherever I'm we were sure going. I'm sure we were late. And then we played that weird show in Phoenix. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the bar and get a drink. And this guy was like, I love your band. You got great energy. My dad's the owner of Mercury Records. I'll get you signed on there. No problem. Is that even the record company? This is the best acting I've ever seen. That's pretty good. I'm really astounded right now. Because you're not much of a drinker. I was an actor in high school. Nick, how did I do in the high school plays? I don't know if I ever saw your production, to be honest. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Pathetic. I wasn't much of a theater person then. I, I didn't take into theater as much. But you were a friend. I yeah. I didn't, I'm sorry, man. I missed all your plays. Oh, and geez. Greg Needham too. What would Greg? I didn't think? realize what plays were you in that I missed. I didn't realize you acted. I'm an actor. You are an actor. Are you telling me you didn't see Evan with his 
powerful mutton chops in that like three piece suit he wore on stage? I've seen the photos. No, I were didn't you in see Arsenic that. And Old Lace? What was the? What was? Oh, I love that movie. Was was that the one that you it's were in? What play were you in, Evan? Uh, I was in this one Neil Simon play. All in the timing was one, and I did a, a skit where I was stuck in a Philadelphia. Oh, oh Philadelphia. yeah, that one. I hate that one. Being from Philadelphia and like growing up with like theater kids and stuff, I had to hear that shit a lot. Mm. So I was pretty over it pretty quickly. Well, I'd never been to Philadelphia, so I didn't even get it. First time I was in Philadelphia, I think it was Ross, Carla Rogers, and I went to go see Bright Eyes and Tilly in the Wall. Big Tilly person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's silly for Tilly. <laughs> At that place, it might have actually been Academy of Music or something. It's like a really nice place. Okay, go on. But that was the first time I was here. I walked down South Street. It was snowing. Did you get stuck in the snow? Were you trapped in a Philadelphia? We didn't get stuck in the snow. I did buy a hat. Okay, exciting. What kind of hat? A twist. This is the good part. Now we're getting to the yeah, good yeah, part. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> it was the okay. um, the black and white like stitched houndstooth oh. cap with the little flaps that came down. Oh, yeah. Oh, like it a, had the uh, buffalo the nickel on guru. the top. Like a Nushanka hat. I remember that hat well. Yeah, with the ear flaps. It had like these ones that folded down. Yeah. I think I think I understand what you're saying. But it was like a cap. It was a flap cap. Oh, we didn't have the I also up. used to wear it all the time when we lived together 15 years ago. Yeah, I vaguely remember it. Mostly your uh, little panda knit cap is the one that, that sticks with grumpy me. Grumpy old man flap mm. rim edition. <laughs> yeah. But anyway... That was my first time in Philadelphia. When was your first time in Philadelphia? I went to the Dolly exhibit with my mom and my brother. Parton? The Dolly Parton <laughs> at the art exhibit, at the art museum. Yeah. Uh, no, Salvador. Salvador Dolly Parton. <laughs> yeah. If you will. Uh, yeah, I think that was the first time I was young. I went with my, my mom and my brother. You have to have gone to Philly before then. No. Or the cap. Evan was a New York boy. He he loved to visit yeah, we were, we the city. That was our city. New York. We were yeah. there all the time. It's true. Mm-hmm. Our city was New York. Yeah, doing that, and I uh, saw "Do Make Say Think" with my brother. Right. Went into Philly. That might that might have been the more modern first time. And there was one time I was driving in the snow in Philly, and I was driving down one way street, and I lost control, and it spun out, and I did a complete three sixty on just like a one. Way streets. So it was like a small How'd local street. Spin? I don't know how it worked out, but I just you didn't hit a car. Or anything? I didn't hit anything. Holy shit! It was shit. a perfect three sixty. That was like one of my first times leaving Philly. I remember that, and I just I just felt blessed. You're a regular it, Vin Diesel. Look at you. <laughs> it felt really cool, and also yeah, yeah. I felt like Vin Diesel. You uh, look like Vin ben Diesel. Diesel. Ben so, Diesel. <laughs> in the Fast and the Furious. It's the slippery and the stoned. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, I like mean, that. That. <laughs> We, are we going to make a Fast and the Furious stoner comedy? Is this going to happen? We I would watch. I feel like it would just up. be the Pineapple Express starring Mikey and Nick. And Oliver. But it's Fast and the Furious style. So, like, it's about family. Oliver's not high, though. First off. Dude. Well, he's the POV for Look the audience. Yeah. He can play high. I mean, he's a he's a funny character, man. He can... He just rolled us the Spody Ode, dude. The Spody of the Odies. Did you not see it? On camera, we were rolled Spody Odies. <laughs> I would love to do a stoner comedy, Fast and Furious kind of mashup. You got to keep the family. You got to keep that part. It's always about like family. cardboard cars kind of style, like really <laughs> poorly done kind of stuff. Or like- I want a bigger. I want a huge budget for this. Oh, oh, okay. I want the most extreme, like cutting edge CGI 
effects for this stuff. But that, we can figure that out later. We'll punch it up. We'll do a punch up. I think it's a great slippery in the stone. Any good stunts come to mind? Any good weed car based stunts? Yeah, it'd be something you'd be like lighting a giant joint or something like that. You could go the route of the Chishin Chong film where they have to smuggle marijuana across the border. That's a good one. And the way they do it is they make the entire car out of weed. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And they had like the two dumb cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, Nice Dreams is the cops. Right? Nice Dreams is where the cop smokes weed and he turns into an iguana from smoking weed. Yeah. yeah. They get weird, those. Then there's the one Chichen Chong where it's set in like the 1700s or something. What? No, that that's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but they have like the wigs. They have like the the judge wigs on, you know, and and it's some someone's like a twin brother. I it's this. a weird period piece that they did. A Cheech and Chong <laughs> yeah. powdered wig period piece. Yeah, I remember vaguely seeing it. This I need to see. It's it's weird. It plays very oddly. Not my favorite, but yeah, it's like some one liners being like. Uh, Lights out or something? No, that's not very good. Or uh, time to uh, time to chug this 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 spody. I don't know. That's <laughs> that's chug? not a good one. Uh, how about uh, roll up? Oh, roll up. You know, because of the roll tires. Roll up's good. I yeah, like yeah. roll up. Sorry, it takes me a while to get. Yeah. Or you could like look into the camera when you need to like jump from one building to the next, and you can be like, it's time to get lifted. Oh yeah, I mean, if you have lifts on the car too, yeah. like you can lift a, like a now car suspension. So yeah, yeah. Oh, so when you're spinning, you're about to hit a car. Your lift kit goes up. Ooh, yeah, like, and, like and you're go, getting go gadget lifted. Lift kit. Yeah, two ways you're getting lifted. <laughs> Imagine Vin Diesel <laughs> saying, saying that. Go, go, gadget lift kit. Yeah, that's good. That's so, good. Uh, so if anyone has money and wants to fund this, it's going to be incredible. Yes. Spoiler alert! And like a spoiler drives in the car. <laughs> It's going to be awesome. That's pretty good. It's going to be great. That sucks and it's amazing. <laughs> See, it's only going to get better from here. You know, this is just, we're putting the seed in. We just, we'll keep watering this. You know, Nick, I don't understand why you're not a writer in a comedy room. You know, that is kind of a dream job. I just uh, never thought of doing that. That'd be crazy. Do you want, should I try it? You want yeah, to try it with I me? I think you should. Well, I'm going to try it with this first and see if in Slippery and Stones comes to fruition. I should just show up to 30 Rockefeller Plaza and just start acting like I belong there. Yeah. Well, the thing about that comedy room is that you would be with other good comedy minds. Right. Oh, no offense. <laughs> what? What's you're, going you're, on right now? Comedy mind. Well, I'm saying, uh, you know, taken, we're not the friend. best to probably get your juices flowing. If you were Are sitting you next me? to some like really good comedians, you, you, might, you might bring you to life. You, don't you guys know. are on levels I can't even... <laughs> See, okay. I can't I, even look back. I'm genuinely offended. Jokes. <laughs> We're all offended by that. No, I'm saying, Doc, you. Oh, I misunderstood. You're saying like me excluded yeah, from this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, okay. That That's I fair. should not. No offense to me because there, no offense is warranted. But Doc, Evan Doc. should be fully offended because me and Evan, me and Evan not so much. We're not really going to be offended. I think Evan hey, has... I think you guys are some of the funniest people I've <laughs> yeah. ever met. Mikey and I are going to do the spinoff of, uh, what is it called? Slippery and Stoned? Yeah, that's we a working title. That that's, a, that's a working <laughs> that's title. That's a first draft name. <laughs> yeah, we'll work. Mikey and I will be in the sequel. We'll work on that. Slippery and Stone 2, Still Slip It. That or if we want to write off the original title, you could be the, the Vast and the Curious. Ooh. We'll just fucking call it Slipknot and Stoned. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> I feel like just saying Slipknot. Slipknot outside of the context of the band Slipknot 
is a kind of tough name to throw out there, though. You got to buy the rights. You Dude, buy no, no, no. I mean, saying because the associated thing being a noose. Oh, right. That's not so much what you want. Oh, I mean, I, it's hmm. fine. I think that's fine. <laughs> if you get Slipknot on board, especially, it's totally cool. I think people will love it. Oh, as the featured players of your gang. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Wait, why is there a gang? Do you know what the Fast and Furious is? No, I've never seen any of their movies. Okay, so the first one, there, Vin Diesel runs <laughs> a crime from... syndicate gang that steals VHS players okay, and, and you TVs. keep saying, I'm sorry. I Wait, is he a it. bad guy or a good guy? He was the bad guy. Oh, sometimes, he's like sometimes a vigilante, but you know, he's, just, he's a bad guy, but he's doing it to... I, I just want to clear this up because you keep saying gang and um, it's a family. They're a family. It's all well, about familia. It's all about family. It's all about family. Hey. So I just want to get that. Nick, out of the way. When you're here, you're family. Exactly. They, I'm sure they ate at Olive Garden during that could be one of your characters in your stoner movie. You, you can have <laughs> a character named years. Olive Gordon. Olive Gordon. He's part of it. Oh, Oliver. When, you, when you're here, it, you're family. Gordon. That's pretty good. Yeah. I was like Sly, Sly Stallone. <laughs> you also do. Uh, I love Chris's uh, Robert De Niro face. If oh yeah, no yeah, one's yeah. ever listen, seen that listen before. Listen carefully, listener. I'm gonna do it. It's one of my favorites. Are, oh, it's great. <laughs> Fantastic. He gets squinty. You can probably hear the couch crinkling as if I was doing that. Look at your screen now. Oh, oh, sorry. I'll do it again. Just picture and, it. Count me down. Squinty Robert and De Niro. And a two. And on one, face. two, three. Oh, Fantastic. Wow. Fokker. <laughs> what are you doing here, Fokker? I got, I got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? You got baby goop on my shoes. <laughs> what is baby goop? What do you do? On, on these shoes? Fucker, what are you? On these shoes? Can you yak on my nards, fucker? You guys do any good impressions? <laughs> Evan's got a great impression. I got a good Ben Stein. This is not the Ben Stein. <laughs> 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 Have you done the Ben Stein <laughs> on the podcast before? He's done it before. Like, yeah. We have some new listeners. Evan, why don't you whip out your Ben Stein for him? Wow, yeah. it was even worse than the yeah, other time. Yeah, I, I didn't even feel. <laughs> I, I didn't, didn't think I could get didn't worse. Didn't even feel that one at all, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard you're Ben Stein, and I know you could do better than that. Let's hear it. Clear one. eyes for dry eyes. It's all right. I mean, I've never He's been that impressed by it, to be that honest. Is, that's Ben Stein with his nightcap on. He is <laughs> out cold. And wow. Uh, why that's your go-to? Just, it's kind of a Ray <laughs> Romano, though, to me, also. Oh, it's more like Brad Garrett, right? His older brother? In the show, that really deep voice. Evan, yeah, can you hear Brad Garrett for us? Just like, what? Can you like what? clinch your nose, like the bridge of your nose, a little bit, okay. and just say, "Well, not that hard." Give it just a little, and say Raymond. Raymond. Wait, well, do he... the Ben Stein voice also. Raymond. <laughs> that kind of sounds like Brad Garrett. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's right there. Say ma. Ma. Now, now do that voice, but say something ma. in French. Oh. And you'll be Chef Gusteau. That's not French. Je <laughs> suis <laughs> La Bouvie. Je suis like, La Bouvie. There he is. Okay. It sounds just like Chef Gusteau from Ratatouille. Yeah. It's amazing what the body can do. Just a little alteration. <laughs> <laughs> like that Zach Galifianak, Terry Green. All right. Machine, well, what do you got, whatever. Nick? Yeah. Fry speaking of impersonations, Green. what do you have for us, Nick? I don't know. Give me, give me one. Uh, John Travolta. Hey, I'm a John Travolta. Wow. Joe Pesci. Hey, I'm a Joe Pesci. Wow. Uncanny. He's like a chameleon. Hey, uh, Ray Liotta. Is this funny? Uh, to you, I'm looking... Wait, hold on. Ray, Ray Liotta? Ray Liotta, okay. That's the same movie, so I gotta take a second. <clears throat> Nino from Wild Hogs. Oh, shit. Ray, that was pre... That was post... Uh, okay. No, that was before that's Goodfellas. Post. That's how he landed the role. That, that, 
I think you recorded the both both at the same time. Yeah. All right, here we go. Wild Hogs Wild with Hogs. Tim Allen. Tim Allen, Martin Lawrence, <laughs> William H. Macy. Oh yeah, Leota was the he was like the bad He's the bad guy. He's the bad dude. Yeah, okay. Um I got this now. Hey, I'm a Ray Leota. Wow. <laughs> this is a pretty good it is Get off that, my wild hog. Would you, it, you hit my, my hog? <laughs> hit my hog. <laughs> Don't touch my hog. That was the titular wild hog. That's what was what Leota had in his pantaloons there. It was so wild. And then you hit it. Well, I'm Ray Leota. It sounds like Christopher Walken a little bit. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Can you do Christopher Walken? <clears throat> Pre-wild hogs or post? <laughs> <laughs> do, your, do your impressions give you ugly cry face? Uh, yeah, it gives me Tenero face. <laughs> <laughs> permanent, permanent Tenero face, which is a uh, damn. That's a fucking expensive cry face. Oh my gosh, I got hooks on the back of my glasses. Oh, I see that. That's really cool. A little rubber. Do they work well? They work great. No slippage. Is so, that yeah. for like if you're jogging with glasses on or what's the advantage? So essentially when you're a messy person like I am and you sleep with your glasses, <laughs> when you fall asleep with your glasses on in your bed, you bend them out of shape usually. And uh, to keep them on your head, you need to wear a little plastic hooks oh, on, oh, on the back. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it just kind of keeps them from falling off my head. It sounded to me like you're saying you put the rubber grips on so you could sleep with the glasses oh, on. Yes. That's what I That's got. That's an added bonus. No, I didn't think about that. Yes. Now it's awesome. You have like no, deformed your glasses from sleeping on them previously. No. Usually what- keep them on your head now, you require those those bonus hooks. Yes. You could just gotcha. take them off. Um, no, here's what happens actually. It's more that I will take them off on my bed. I just like, sometimes I'll just put it on like the other side of my bed and then I'll like roll onto them. While I'm sleeping. It's not that I do it every night, but I've, I've done it enough times where the, it's been out of shape, baby. I only wear my spectacles while driving. Right. But my classic gaff in my sleep in bed is that I'll fall asleep with a remote next to me. And then I'm watching, you know, TV or whatever as I fall asleep. And then like 3 a.m. I roll over and I roll across the remote and they turn the TV on and Netflix comes on. And of course instantly some trailer for some show is blaring louder than any television show actually the ever is. is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just yelling and, at you. Yeah. And Sorry. it's just like, I have to listen to an advertisement for chef or some shit at like full fucking screaming <laughs> volume. And then I can't go back to sleep. But you in your sleep just like picks up the remote and hits it. And then you're like, ah, I must have rolled on that. <laughs> Lying to you're myself. Like, up. <laughs> Cause it's time to watch another episode of chef. That's a movie. It's a movie. John but Favre movie. He, no wait, But he does have a series, doesn't he? Where he has guests on. Yes. It might just true. be called chef. That is true. The series. I don't know what it's called. That's the one where he had Gwyneth Paltrow on as a guest. Right. And she didn't realize that she was in Spider-Man homecoming. Yes. To her credit, though, I think I read an article that kind of said that, you know, they're recording those things like simultaneously. So she's like recording like Iron Man 2 and 3 also. And I think she just didn't know what movie she was in in that scene or something like that. Or like she forgot like what movie that was. Those movies were well, years I'm defending Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> you know what? Why are you defending There's her? a lot of things I won't defend Nick. Gwyneth Paltrow for. But for this... I'm going to I'm going to die on this hill. That and also uh you'll defend anyone's right to put a jade she's, egg she's, into their vagina. No, no, no. I'm saying there's a lot of things I will not. And you will also defend. declare <laughs> that the only candle scent for you is the one that smells exactly like Gwyneth Paltrow's coochie. Well, that's true, yeah. That's a good smelling candle. 
Have you smelled it? I have. Yeah, you really? All right. I have. Evan endorses it. Evan has endorsed the Gucci can- the, the Gucci candle. How much does it cost? It's got to be very expensive. I haven't bought it ever. He stole right. it. I just smelled it. And endorsed it. We're not talking about Winona Ryder. We're talking about Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, man. What a timely slam. Bringing up Winona Ryder. Taking getting caught down shoplifting. Winona, man. Yeah, I mean, she, she had a resurgence. Being caught stealing once when I was five. Anyway, we Everyone's should probably talk about that. Big Mamas a little bit. <laughs> Nick was there. That's we talked about it. He thread. did a drum in it. There's a common thread in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I was there. I, I was, yeah. What do you want now? You did a drum in it? Yeah, well, you, as you were saying, you recorded a number of records there, and I think you'd spend some social time there as well. Speaking of pool, there is a pool table. We've played pool on that a number of times, but... Oh, yeah. What are some of your fond memories of going to the warehouse space that brought us all together? It was a place where anything could happen, you know? It's, it is <laughs> I say that in jest, scary but, how true that is, But though. the potential, yeah. And that was, you know, just uh, so much thrive there, which is really cool. Nick just loved showing up and throwing the old turtle top on the uh, Subaru Forester and kicking out, filling it up with gear and leaving. <laughs> yeah, I love leaving it. Makes an appearance. Yeah, it was a great place, man. It was just uh, possibilities are endless. Yeah, and you would rehearse there too, right? Is that not the case? Oh yeah, you know I spent many a time, many a party or a Thanksgiving and uh, late night sleeping on that couch. Learned so many different Which parts one? there. The one uh, in the recording studio space. Oh, our purple oh, couch, your big purple boy. There's just 15 of yeah. them. There's there. a bunch of them. Blue. Is it blue? Yeah, I'm colorblind. I slept in your room at some point. I love that your room was the drum room for a while. Yeah, a lot of people got good use out of it. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, Mikey, the go-to rehearsal space because he was staying out in the burbs. There's just like several drum rooms. You know, you never know what's going to happen there. You know? Screen printing fucking t-shirts in one room and... Oh, Other you know, dudes we, doing. We printed some of my favorite room. art designs ever for the Cheer Up T-shirts, where it's the uh, little hipster the John wolf. Weed ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you describe great. that for the listener? Genie or weenie, baby. Genie, Genie or weenie. weenie. It was uh, basically a character with a wolf head and a normal human body. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. And one of them had a little little weenie. It was a cute little weenie. And uh, then we had the PC version or the covered up one where he had jean shorts on. And so the fans could select their variety that they wanted, either the genie or the weenie. And there were a few that we printed where I wanted to print them all, but we it was just too much work to have to double print every shirt where you have the weenie underneath. So you kind of flip it over, you know, like if you put your... Oh, t-shirt in front of your face. interior print, yeah. There's an interior print so you could so see you could the little the front of your shirt up and customize the image as needed. You, got, you can undress him. Yeah. yeah. It's like one of those pens where uh, you lose the bra or whatever, or, you know, one of those <laughs> stupid pens. Uh, the, one of the classic lose the, the bra pens. You lose the bra on the lady <laughs> pen. What? You know, from like, you know, you see those in like 7-Eleven yeah, in the can, 70s. It's when you have the pen upright, there's like some scantily clad women on it, like varying varying degrees of lingerie that they're wearing. Right. And then when you invert it, the lingerie trickles away to expose their uh, nude buttocks and chests. Does not leave much to the imagination. Yeah, it's a different time. I don't see many of those pens around. I've never even heard of that. I'm going to get you one for your birthday. Thanks, it's coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep that in mind, listeners. Send all of the lewd pens you can find to Evan for the his pending birthday. Just skip the pens and go straight to sending me a new computer. A nude a computer? Nude computer? <laughs> no, I'm going to watch a lot of nudity I'm on the computer, on but I need a new one. As intended. 
can just be new to you. Nude to you. Nude to you. And I just address the computer in front of you. He keeps winking at me, and I'm just not sure where to take that. Evan, be sure to insert some wink sound effects for the listener so they could follow that exchange. Are we doing it with the double? I just think you're blinking. I can't tell if you're... You guys ever do Foley work? Having the studio no. over yourselves, you know? You ever take on a... I always wanted to get into that. Uh, a, a lot of Foley work also depends on having a number of different surfaces to walk on. Because yeah. like in movies, like they re-record like every footstep and everything, so they can capture everything in isolation and mix it perfectly. Yeah, different so, woods, different grains, wood, straw on the ground, dirt on the ground, to, like, celery stalks. You break a person's leg. Oh yes, and Same the classic that. sound, the punch sound, in maybe many Slapping Fast meat. and the Furious movie is people smashing a watermelon. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that a punch Just sound? Just like Gallagher. Is, is that, that like a, is that a famous punch sound? That yeah, they would that's use? the sound. Oh, like what? That, that kind of like wet, soft whap that you hear. That's like very bassy. It comes from hitting a watermelon. I just picture him slapping a big piece of meat, like a big. That's only for the Rocky films. Slapping the meat. Yeah. <laughs> only I mean, applicable. They did time a great job in those films. So if it calls for it, yeah, that would always that always seemed like an awesome job. Yeah. Holy work. I would love to do it. Just making funny sounds all day. Nick, you remember when you starred in that movie that Greg made? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Wait, a did you star in Six Day Cold? Uh, I think we all starred no, 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 in it. No, no, no. I okay. wasn't the star, was I? I think it was you and we Peter. We were all like mimes. Yeah, I was a mime. You were a mime. I'm pretty sure it was you and Peter. I'm a mime. Shit, this might be my earliest Nick Holdorf memory. I saw that before I met you. That's cool. Yeah, what Evan is alluding to... Is their mutual friend Greg Needham, and also my friend, although I haven't seen him in our mutual years. friend Greg Needham. Praise Greg. Is a filmmaker. Well, he's a comic Needham. book writer now, but he was uh, making films back then. And he, of course, as many young filmmakers do, enlisted a, a lot of his friends in the roles. And Evan, Nick, our past guest, Peter, and there's one other person who is a mime, right? I feel like Huber. <laughs> it might have been Andrew. I, I don't say it was know. Andrew Huber. We'll have to ask Greg. Yeah. But they, yeah, they had a dramatic film, short, silent film, as a bunch of mimes. That was Evan's first foray into the entertainment industry. As was mine, I'm sure. Well, Greg the always only. wanted to write a show called The Dorf Show, starring I you. <laughs> I remember that was thrown around for a while. I do hope one day you do get a sitcom. There was no real ideas be- beyond that. It was just called The Dorf Show. It would just follow you. And things would happen. It's a lot of pressure. It's like a hybridized Not reality that TV. Much happens. Um, yeah, I guess it'd be a Truman show. I think someone had a one joke where I, I just had like play keys, like toddler keys when I tried to get into a car. It's not really a joke. <laughs> that wasn't mine. Yeah, that's kind of nothing. This yeah, that, was, that was absolutely funny nothing. when you're 17. I didn't come up with that one. I also didn't come up with that one. I wouldn't have greenlit that one. Mm-mm. Not to mention the implication of where did you, a 17-year-old boy, get those toddler keys? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, concerning. Toys R Us was still a thing. You're just going out and buying them for yourself? R.I.P. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the bit was. It didn't yeah. make any sense. That was, that, that was nothing. <laughs> I would still I watch know. you on a TV show if you had one, though. I would watch you on a TV show, man. Conceptually, you guys a Super Weeks show. If instead, it was we have a, one. a Truman Show type thing. Yeah. If it was Nick in a Truman Capote type role, where okay. he was writing about crime and getting involved himself a little bit. Now that yeah. I would like to see. That's spicy. It's too scary for me. <laughs> Give me some yucks. I don't want to get involved with crime, man. That's too serious. Okay, okay, fair enough. But we'll stick to the yucks for He's you. not Italian at all. Listen, I, mean, I hear you get in too deep, and you may never get out. All right. We got to talk about your dad's car. 
Which car? Which one? The green one. The green monster. We just got to talk Slimer. about it real quick. Okay. That's all. Okay. There's not, not too much to say. He is a Jeep Wrangler, right? It's a large, large Jeep, and it has, is the color of Nickelodeon Slime Green uh, because he likes, I don't know why, really. He calls it Slimer, and I think he likes the Ghostbusters character Slimer. It has a license plate that says Slimer on it. Oh, there's. <laughs> there it is. I don't understand it because he's never expressed that much interest in Slimer the character or Ghostbusters. Is that like a pet name that your mom calls him? No, it's not been anything before the car. Well, let me say shout out to uh, the Ugly Little Boscos. Hell yeah. My parents were in a band I together. Didn't know this. So you're from a music dynasty. Oh, yes. The biggest, the largest. And it's called the Ugly Little what? Call themselves the Ugly Little Boscos. Mm-hmm. Boscos. Yeah, I think Boscos. Boscos there are records. actual seven yeah. inches. Damn. There's a couple of vinyls still around. Did they meet in the band? They were best friends for a while and played in the band for a while. And then eventually they just started dating. And that was, wow. That was the history really of it all. Yeah, man. Fell in love. And then my dad's a doctor. He became a doctor. And uh, oh they had. That joke works for you then, too. Yeah, I could do that. God damn it. Wouldn't, it. it wouldn't. Could you practice feel it right good. now? Just do the doctor thing. Mm-hmm. Dude. <laughs> I don't know. You you're gotta, like, angry. Okay. Right. Yeah, I know. I got to, like, what's my motivation here? You just got a Christmas gift. Yeah. All right. It's Christmas. He gave me something that's a not PS5, doctor related. He's talking about, like, you know, being a doctor and then he's like he's harping hey, on son, me right here's your three ps5s yeah like what do you think by the way like you didn't do any doctor related things today right huh you chump you freaking idiot and then i'm like i'm a doctor <laughs> right i don't know well evan liked that is that yeah evan liked we'll it but i don't it. get it we'll work on it and dad Sorry. The we'll doctor thing it. doesn't play. <laughs> I think Nick is the funniest person on the planet. The line is, I'm a doctor, goddammit. Oh, you gotta say goddammit? Yes. Can I say, I'm a doctor, damn it? God damn it. Okay, I'm a doctor, goddammit, and Nick, I play one on TV. We're on tour. The bowl falls out of the truck. The bowl? Breaks in half. You have nothing else to smoke out of. You're looking around. I hand you the broken bowl, and you say, Hachi Machi. Look who just had a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was what? Good. Did that happen? I don't think that happened ever. That's no, not you're a real supposed scenario. To say, I'm a doctor, goddammit, and then fix the bowl. Oh. Well, that was the setup. <laughs> okay. Well, I wouldn't say that. That went over my head, too. That just would... That <laughs> just, no, no, that went under our feet. That was just... Ouch, <laughs> man. I thought we were moving on from the doctor, but I am a doctor, <laughs> goddammit. Dad, don't say that. How's well, that? Was that good, Mikey? Shout out Triple H. I'm sorry, but this it's isn't a, for me. We're, we're working on it. Triple, your dad's Triple H? Hunter Harst Home, Holdorf? It's like not that far off what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> what was what I was that? referencing the the professional wrestler uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Oh, Triple H, yeah, yeah, Triple H. It's not as far off as the real Triple H. Should we do the drum fill again? Is it the end? Did we? Get, I don't know. Is this the end now? Nick, well, we're getting into the wee hours of the evening, and the time has come for us to plug your plugs. It always happens. It's it always, always happens. <laughs> the time it happens. Always happens like this. If people want more, Nick Holdorf, where do you want them to go? 
Well, I'll tell you what, I haven't been on the, the socials much lately. Good, that's probably better for your health. It's pretty fun. I, I don't hate it. I got a new phone, and then uh, it asked me to log in to Instagram, and I just I say, no, no, not today. So I haven't been on socials at all, really, lately. Oh, yeah, listen to you know, Cheer Up. That album we talked about is, is on Spotify, so if you feel like taking a listen, it's there. No biggie. There's also an EP on Bandcamp, which was the first four songs we talked about. And uh, listen to the Super Weeks, baby. Hey! You've been listening to the Super Weeks Super Weekly Supercast. Thank you so much for being here, Nick. Thanks for having me. Nick, thanks for coming down, my friend. It's been real. Mikey, thanks for having me. This has been my favorite day. Thanks, Nick. Our genuine pleasure, pal. We love you, buddy. Love this place. I love you all.